here I was placing my value on him, trusting him. We have that sense of I get you and I got you. Mutual respect, that sense of accountability that you know what? You are not here alone. You have me to help you. And I know that if I need you, you are going to be here to help me. Hey everyone and welcome to the Academy Podcast with the number one international best-selling author and multi-award winning success and life coach, Camille Shah. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking this opportunity to grow together with me, Camille Shah, and my guests on this program. Each episode of the Academy Podcast is filled with insights and wisdom from my guests, which I believe can have a profound impact on the way we live our lives. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Academy Podcast with Camille Shah. I hope you're doing really well wherever you are tuning in, wherever you are on the planet, whatever you're doing, um, if you're out exercising, on your commute to work, on the treadmill, doing chores or, you know, just getting into the office, whatever it is that you're doing, I hope you're doing well. And uh, as you're tuning in today, we have another special guest. Joining me today is Amira Gilani. Amira is a youth coach who offers a helping hand to people who feel lost and or curious about tapping into their limitless potential. She does this by awakening their inner spark. Having gone through a period of personal transformation, Amira was able to understand her belief systems, values, emotions, and most importantly, she came to realizing her true self. With this calling, her mission is to help others become the person they have always known themselves to be by showing up for themselves authentically and unapologetically through radical self-love and acceptance. Welcome, Amira. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Um, again, Amira, I'm just going to give a bit of a backstory to people tuning in. This is our nth uh, conversation together and uh, we've yeah. been in touch. Uh, so first time that we met uh, was through, I think it was one of the webinars I, I initially hosted at the beginning of the pandemic, I think. Yeah. So at that time, I think I was quite intrigued and curious because you were quite you know, passionate about asking questions and, you know, yeah. engaging in the webinar. And I was like, who is this person? And then, you know, I just got in touch with you. I got really intrigued and we, you know, we've connected since. And um, yeah, so just giving people a bit of a backstory of how we came about knowing each other. And I, I don't want to give too much away. So I want to bring you right in uh, right now, Amira, and just tell us about your story. All right. So um, I am a social butterfly. And you know this through the first time that we met, I was here asking questions and, you know, engaging in the conversation. Mm. And, you know, um, ever since I was a kid, I've always held on to this love of faith. And it's because my mom has been my biggest inspiration throughout my years. You know, ever since I was a kid, she's taught me a certain code of ethics, certain attributes and values that I use as my foundation for living today. And so, you know, the pandemic started and I was home alone. We were home, nobody mm. to talk to. And so it was getting a bit frustrating for me because me as a complete extrovert, I was always out there, putting myself out there, getting myself getting myself out of my comfort zone. And so, you know, it came as a bit of a surprise to me because, okay, we are just heading into summer vacation. What am I going to do for the, those two, three months? And so 
I was pretty lost. I'm not going to lie. I was very, very lost with mm. regards to who I was because, you know, without, without communicating with other people, I felt like who was Amira? Amira was nobody. And this triggered a lot of different things that happened during my childhood that I didn't know that even existed. And they started to surface. And I think I spoke to you about it before. And I told you that yeah. it was a condition called misophonia. And it was where I started to notice these sounds that most people wouldn't even take note of, you know, somebody chewing, somebody dragging their furniture, or somebody clicking a pen or tapping their nails on, on, the, on the table. And these, these certain things would provoke emotions within me. And th these weren't like, you know, oh, happiness and all bubbly and cheerful Amira. No, mm. these were sadness. This was anger. This was, you know, just that general feeling of being lost. Like I didn't know who I was anymore. And so, you know, I'm like, I don't like this Amira. I don't like this person. And that night I remember I prayed and I said, you know what, God, you're going to help me. I am not mm. going to stay in this position for the rest of my life. Something needs to be done about it. And that's when I started to get into this personal development even deeper. I started to pray more. You know, I started to journal, meditate, talk to different people. And with time, it reduced. And I started to understand who I really am. When I went inside of myself and I said that, okay, you know what? This is what Amira likes. This is what Amira doesn't like. This is who she is as a person. These are the qualities that she has. These are the attributes that she would like to portray. This was me starting to accept and acknowledge who I am. And therefore, I started to portray myself as the vision that I saw who I was. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. That, um, that, that journey is, is really interesting. I, I think you know, people tuning in might be able to, to relate in some sense because I guess you know, the, the pandemic really brought to surface a lot of the things that uh, even for myself, the ability or the, kind of the, the space to, to notice things that I have not been paying attention to and yeah. um, so I think that was an opportunity for a lot of people to first to acknowledge and understand what was going on. And second is if you are aware enough, you actually start to take the steps, right, to address yes. those things. Uh, Absolutely. It is a challenge sometimes. People don't don't actually, they want to fall back to the previous self rather than taking that as an opportunity to say, okay, what is it that's going on and how can I address it from what you've just said just right there is that you've taken that period of being able to notice and acknowledge these things and to, to do something about it. If you don't mind, just give us a bit of an insight in terms of moving forward from that point of view, understanding and having that awareness of, you know, who is Amira really? You know, because you said that, you know, I don't, I don't like this version of Amira. Who is Amira really? Yeah. So this journey through misophonia really, really sparked that who is Amira. Um, every time I got triggered by a certain sound, I would take note of it. I was always writing stuff about stuff that I noticed. If somebody was chewing food and that irritated me, I would take the time at the end of the day or I would excuse myself from the table and be like, you know what? I need some space. I need some time to take care of myself. And I would go and I would write down what it was that I was feeling. And because for so many years, I have learned to write things down as a way of expressing who I am. It came to me very, very easily. So let's say, for example, somebody was chewing something and I wasn't, I wasn't particularly happy about it. And it provoked a sort of sadness within me. I would stop. I would excuse myself and I would go to my room. 
and I would sit down, take a book, take a pen and start to write about it. I am feeling sad because X, Y, Z happened. Then I would ask myself, why has it triggered this emotion within me? And I'd be like, because it was irritating me. And then I'd ask myself again, why was it irritating me? And then as soon as I got that answer, I'd ask why and then why again. So, you know, it's that why benefactor that comes into play where, you know, you're challenging yourself to use that active memory. And I think after about 10, 15 whys, I know that is a long process, but after those, after that number of whys, I start to see that, okay, you know what? This is the core emotion, the core emotion as to why my sadness is this way, because I don't feel loved. I don't feel like I'm enough. I don't feel worthy. And once I was able to kind of acknowledge that, I searched YouTube videos on I am enough, I am valued, I am this, I am that. And I started to do my, I started to listen to all these meditations that were right down that alley. I, I remember printing so many affirmations and they were they were literally stuck around my room. Every mm. morning I would read them out loud. In the mm. bathroom, in the mirror, they were there. Even if I felt like, you know what, today I don't feel beautiful. I would purposely make that effort to say, I am beautiful. I am wonderfully made. I am made in the image and likeness of God. And nobody can downgrade that. Even on the days where I felt like I wasn't myself, it's not like, you know, I went back into that cave of, you know what, that hermit mode cave. You know what? I am not worthy. I am not this. I am not that. Because then I knew that, you know, I wasn't going to progress. Yes, it was a lot of work, but at the end of the day, it was worth it. That's really powerful what you've just mentioned about the power of affirmations. And for the yeah. benefit of people who are new to the concept of affirmations, as everyone's at a different stage of their lives, you know, I, I got into knowing about affirmations, you know, late in my, in my late 30s. I mean, in understanding what it really was, I was... Yeah practicing it right I was practicing it before but I didn't know what it was until I actually studied it and its effect and its potential there's actual science behind it right so which I I only got to know about the science later on after I investigated and studied it a bit more power of affirmation and and self-talk and what how we what we project out uh, or what we think on that can you explain a little bit more about affirmations and how you've used it to improve your life Yeah, of course. Um, So for me, affirmations are just positive statements that I say to myself. Right now, as I sit here on my desk, I have a whole vision board that is full of affirmations. Whenever I'm feeling low, whenever I'm feeling like I'm not using my productivity or I'm not using myself to the best of my ability, I start to read them. I can even read one out for you. For example, I'll say here, when I'm worrying about something because I'm very, very impatient, I will I will look at this and I'll be like, I am relaxing into the unknown and trusting that everything is aligning in my favor. And that is something that is very, very powerful to me because I know the level with which I have that impatience. So when I started to read all of this, you know, it was kind of like, okay, I know I'm not to an extent, I'm not that beautiful, but I said it anyway, you know, because to an extent, my conscious mind was kind of contradicting it, but my subconscious mind was more powerful than that. So, you know, it was kind of like a game that it was playing back and forth, back and forth until I think, you know, I made that conscious effort to say, you know what, I am beautiful. And I made it and I affirmed it and I was bold making that statement. And once I got comfortable 
talking these words, even though sometimes I knew that I didn't mean them or sometimes I knew that they weren't true. With time, I learned to accept that, you know what? This is actually who I am. I am beautiful. I am clever. I am divinely guided. And so, you know, these are just some of the very, very many that affirmations that there are in this world. And, you know, you can use them to improve in your grades. You can use them as a means of thanking, of thankfulness. And, you know, you can use it as a means of manifestation when you know, people get into the law of attraction and stuff like that. So personally, to me, words of affirmation have been one of the most influential things in my life that have, you know, acted as a catalyst to my transformation. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I, I think that it'll be useful for people who are new to affirmations and want to start the journey into looking to affirmations and start to practice affirmations. And like you've mentioned there, there are many ways, you know, to, to, to put them on the wall, put them on places where you can see them yeah. as soon as you get up, you know, in the bathroom, on the fridge, wherever it is, something that reminds yeah. you uh, on a daily yeah. basis. If you don't mind sharing a few of the your favorite ones, you've mentioned one there just now, you know, some of the favorite ones that you go back to on a daily basis. All right. So they're actually here on my vision board. So I can just awesome, read them awesome. out to just, you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first is I am always protected because you know that I'm an empath and I absorb a lot of the emotions. So when I say mm-hmm. this, I am always protected. It means that I am affirming to myself. I'm making a bold statement that, you know what? Nothing can come. Nothing harmful is able to touch me. Nothing harmful is able to come to me. That is the first one. The second one is I deserve abundance because I, before I had a very scarce mindset, but now it's changed into that form of abundance mindset. The third one is I am open and ready to receive miracles because I am somebody who loves to get out of my comfort zone. I am not somebody who just likes to stay stagnant. You know, I like it when different opportunities come come to my way because this is actually one of the greatest opportunities that I've been given because, you know, I feel it happened because I've been reading all these affirmative statements every day. And then the fourth one is I am divinely guided in all areas of my life. Well, I love that. I love I love all of them um, because they they all have specific roles to play at different times uh, when we need them. So I think that's that's really useful to share with us. So thank you for that, Amira. It is related to self talk and you know how we speak to ourselves, and it's also related to perception as well. And it got me thinking about there's a famous quote by this um, American sociologist Charles Horton Cooley, and I'm, yep. I'm sure you've heard about this before. And I'm just going to read it out for people tuning in. I'm going to read it out slowly, and I'm going to read it out a few few times over and over again because it's slightly complex if you're listening it to it first time. Okay, Charles Horton Cooley, who is an American sociologist, he says that I am not who you think. I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Okay. I'm going to read it one more time. I am not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Right. In a sense, it's capturing that complexity of how we perceive ourselves. It's saying yeah. that for the most of the time, we don't see ourselves as the way that we see ourselves. We don't see ourselves as what we, we think other people perceive ourselves. We, we yeah. see ourselves as what we think other people think about us. So yeah. it's like that double, triple you know, perception yeah. that we see our value as what we think other people think about us. And yeah. that's the complexity of 
our own identity sometimes that we we have this layer of you know when we talk about self-worth for the most part and I was having this conversation today and uh, even yesterday about how do you value yourself and um, we were talking about the, in, in the context of jobs you yeah. know when we go into the jobs and we go in for, for interviews and you know we value ourselves by you know I'm not going to take that job if it's paying less than x amount right so immediately yeah. Yeah. we value ourselves on on dollar signs yeah. and that's a really interesting way of looking at it you know how do we value ourselves and we value ourselves differently in different circumstances and is that a right way to approach things or is it healthy to value ourselves in material things so yeah what are your thoughts about that you know kamal every time we decide to jump on a zoom call something will happen during the week and i will make a mental note of it and i will rehearse it and rehearse it i'm going to be like this is ingrained into my brain there's no way i'm going to forget this um so to answer your question <laughs> i believe that to an extent it is true i'll give you an example mm. that happened literally a week ago mm. <laughs> um mm. so i was i have this program this this course that i was doing for my pre university requirement and so normally what happens is 70% of our grade is part of coursework 15% is a culminating activity which is a massive project that we do that kind of sums up all that we've learned throughout the term and then the other 15% constitutes the final exam and so this was literally the day before the exam i was getting this culminating activity done and you know me how i like to go i i like to go overboard with things i don't like to you know present small i like mm. to you know mm. show show who i am as a person so you know we we had to either create a presentation or make a website to demonstrate the artwork that we did and so i said you know what i am not making a presentation i am going full on with the website and i'm going to do it yes it's my first time doing it so i'm going to do it and it was i remember it was 4 hours before the deadline and my laptop starts to freeze oh most no. of the work most of the work is done the images aren't moving there is text there are texts that i need to place in accordance with the images so i'm like okay amira calm down calm down what am i going to do what am i going to do and so the first thing that comes to mind is call a friend and i have a really really good friend and like mm. i think i can call him my best friend and so that's the first thing that goes to my mind and so you know I call him and I'm like look dude I really need your help I'm panicking this thing is due in 4 hours I need your help so he's like Amira calm down what what is it you need me to do and I said look I'll give you my login credentials I just need you to move the images around and add for me some um the text I'll type it in for you you just copy and paste it and so you know I heard that there was he, there was some noise in the background I didn't realize that he was in a meeting so he's like okay you know what Amira calm down in the meantime let me finish my meeting and I'm going to call you back and we're going to do it together so I said okay cool so in the meantime I was just doing my other work I was studying for the exam I put my phone down after after calling him and 2 minutes later he's literally he he sends me a message and he's like what do you need me to do and i'm like i thought you said you have a meeting so finish your meeting and we'll get on to it so he's like mm-hmm. no i have a few minutes of break just tell me what you need to do stop with all the semantics so i'm like all right fine <laughs> this is what you need to do. yeah you know he's very direct with me and i love that um so you know 
I sent him the credentials and I, and I literally took a photo of my board and I like started to draw with like Spanish fingers and I'm like, okay, this place is immature, place is immature, place is immature. And then I'm going to send you the text. And so, you know, we were talking back and forth and doing it back and forth, back and forth for like, I think almost half an hour. And so you see, the thing is that I was placing my trust in him. I was placing my value on this assignment that if I didn't get this thing done, I was going to belittle myself because I know how much I've worked on that project. And mm. fact of the matter is, he saved my grade. I'm not even going to lie about it. You know, he was there and he helped me. And the thing that really, really touched me was that later on, he told me, okay, you know what, Amira, I'm sorry if I'm not doing anything. And I wish I could have more time with you, but I have two tests to study for tomorrow. I'm really, really sorry but this is the best that I can do for you. And mm. the thing is, in that half an hour to 45 minutes that he was helping me, he did not even mention once that he had two tests the next morning to study for that he was mm. going to attend. Here I was placing my value on him, trusting him to get my work done. Mm. But he didn't tell me that he had tests. And so, you know, me, I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, because you needed me. And mm. if you need me, I'm going to be there for you. Now, where I'm going with this is that we have that sense of I get you and I got you. It's mm. that sense of mutual respect, that sense of accountability that you know what? You are not here alone. You have me to help you. And I know that if I need you, you are going to be here to help me. Of course, that is placing our values on each other. But to be honest, I have always felt that take help whenever you feel that you need it. And if I didn't ask him for help, trust me, I wouldn't have gotten that 4.0 GPA that's sitting on my report card right now. So kudos to him, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Great, yeah. great, great story. And, uh, you know, th thanking him for, for being there and really powerful. A few, few things I, I want to pick up there. The first thing is the last thing that you mentioned there about seeking help when, when needed. And for me, again, some of the, the, the conversations I've had and, you know, just looking at life stories, you know, people's life stories. And it is a challenging thing to do to be able to come to a point where you are able to say to yourself, you know, I need help because yeah. for the most part of the time, the ego comes into play and the ego is saying, nope, I'm fine. I'm okay. I can do it but on my own. And the fact of the matter yeah. is sometimes you can't do it on your own. And I've gone through the same similar situation in the past where, you know, the ego is saying, nope, I'm a man. I can do it. You know, I don't need anyone else. And yeah. You know, I was I was suffering to be able to say, look, I, I can't do it. I need your help is challenging for people. And I know people who till this day will not accept assistance help, because yeah. of, and help because I'm, and I'm not saying help in the sense of I need help with a bit of work or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. I, it, it's much, much deeper. I need help because I need to talk to someone about, you know, where yeah. I'm going with with things. It's that yeah. kind of conversation that I'm talking about. And, you know, because the ego is, is still there coming into play. And, you know, Wayne Dyer says ego is edging God out, you know, almost yeah. kind of saying, you know, I don't need anyone's assistance, including yeah. a higher power, right? <laughs> Uh, mm, yeah. So that's something that uh, I want to pick up on that you mentioned right there. The other thing is you, you mentioned about kind of being at university at the moment. 
And, you know, I, I want to bring that in because that's something that people tuning in don't really appreciate that you are still in education. You're still, you still got classes. You, you know, you're doing all of this yeah. stuff, right? All of this yeah. stuff. And, yeah. you know, you still have, you know, you're still, you're still in, in education. I just want to kind of ask you about your relationship with your friends and how have your friends reacted to the fact that you're now into personal development and how have they welcomed you on, on your journey? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've always had friends who are older than me, always. There has never been a time where I have a friend who's like younger than me. Okay, you know, some of them are younger, but I think it's because I matured at a very, very young age. And, you know, I saw that I need to build a life out of myself because my mom has always advocated that this is your life, Amira. Either you take control of your life or other people are going to take control of it. So, you know, I've always tried to make my social circle people who are going to be supportive of me. Of course, you know, they, you have arguments and you have these silly, silly fights and, you know, they feel that, you know what, I am better than you. So, you know what, we shouldn't be friends anymore. There, it's not like I haven't encountered that at all. I have. In fact, just last month, you know, <laughs> coming to think of it. Um, but then again, you know, it's about placing that sense of respect for yourself. That if somebody is not giving you that sense of mutual respect, if somebody is not going to help you in your personal development, why should I give you time of day? You know, and I have had to let go of a lot of friendships that I thought would have lasted forever, to be honest. And they have gone on for five, four years, and I've had to let go of them because I have known my worth. Coming to my friends supporting me, again, it leads back to that sense of them creating a safe haven for me to come and say, you know what, guys, I feel like I'm struggling and I need help. And funnily enough, I was actually just talking to my best friend on call actually yesterday, and you know, he was like, it's another best friend. And he's <laughs> like, Amira, you know, you do all of these things. But you don't allow anybody to help you. Why don't you let me help you? And so, you know, I said, he knows that, you know, he knows that I'm a very independent woman. You know, I, I like to get these things done the, the way I want them to be done. Because if I, if I place this something in somebody else's hands, I know that, you know, something or the other is going to mess up and then I'm going to have to intervene and then, you know, get it done. And so, you know, he said that, you know what, Amira, you don't have to go through this alone. It's not that I want to go through this alone. You know, sometimes I do need my space. But the fact of the matter is my friends do give me my space. And they have created that place for me to be comfortable, to express my cheerful, bubbly, crazy, psychotic self. And you know what? They allow for me to do that. And I allow for them to do that. And with regards to personal development, oh my God, they're like in awe. My best friend was literally calling me today and he's like, you know what, Mira, how do you manage all of this? And my mom and me are the same. We cannot do one thing for like long periods of time. We need to do like five, six, seven different things during the day, <laughs> you know? And for me personally, the friends that I have built around me now, I have like maybe 10 close friends I can see. And that, you know, if I called them and said, look, I need help, they would drop everything and be there for me. And the same goes for me. If they called me to say, you know what, Amira, I need you today. I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I have meetings scheduled. I have this to hand in. I have that. I'm going to say, you know what, we are going to meet up during the weekend. I don't care what you say. I have 
I have, I have like cleared my schedule for you. And, you know, it's that sense of, again, it leads back to that sense of accountability and that sense of mutuality. And again, that sense of I get you and I got you. So for me personally, they are in complete support of my spiritual development and my religious development and my personal development. And for, you know, for me to do service to myself, service to others and service to humanity. Wow, I love that. I love that what you mentioned there about being able to be strong enough to reflect on your associations. What I mean by that is who you associate yourself with. I remember my my own self during you you know during kind of high school university years. You know, there's a lot of pressure, especially peer pressure, to fit in to be able to you know say, look, you know, I want to be part of you know the group and yeah. to do things so that you kind of fit in. But to be able to, yes. to stand back and say, look, I'm conscious of my associations and I'm the stage where I have to disassociate myself with certain people and certain groups because it's not aligning yeah. with what I want to do. That is really powerful. That is really strong. So, you know, I just want to say to you, Amira, that's, that's really strong of you just to be able to do that. So, you know, yeah. well, well done to get to that stage. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, it's taken, it's been a very lengthy process. Okay. Right now I literally have like four people that I can talk to on the daily mm-hmm. and, you know, Two of them are feminine, two of them are masculine. So, you know, there is like a complete balance. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm going over the edge. I'm going crazy. I am crazy, but, you know, just leave that (laughs) that bit. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, yeah, I think I've created a life where, you know, I, I have that ability to pick and choose what it is that I want. You know, again, referring back to what my mom said, either you control your life or you're going to live your life according to what other people want you to live your life to, you know. That's really powerful uh, reminder. Then I really appreciate you reminding us of that. You know, one one of the advice to, which I I wished I had gotten way back <laughs> in in my own life was to be able to be conscious of you know to to say that I want to plan my life uh, because you know as the saying goes you know if you don't have a plan you're highly likely going to fall into somebody else's plan right yes. So to be conscious of that on on a daily basis, saying, look, you know, what is aligning with what I want to do? I, you know, even before that, to be able to to say, look, what do I want? What do I want? Right. To be able to ask yourself that question. Most people don't don't ask ask themselves that question. What do you want in life? Because until you ask yourself and really interrogate what you want in life you're not able to go to the next step which is to you know to do all the other things that you you talked about you know aligning yourself disassociation association uh, and all the other you know bits and pieces that come into play so yeah thanks for reminding us about that and i love your what you mentioned that i get you and i got you i love that you don't mind i'm going to use that (laughs) i love that i love that It's, it's, it's so so powerful so simple, yeah. Yeah, 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 so powerful. It's so powerful, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, going back to your mission, you know, as Gary Vee says, you know, wherever you are in life, you, you still got a long way to go. If you're 40, you know, plus 40 like myself, you know, I've still got a long way to go. If you're 60, whatever it is, wherever you are, don't think yeah. that it's, it's, you know, you're late, you know, you're just beginning, right? So yeah. from your point of view, at your stage right now, what would you say is your mission that you would want to achieve in your life? That is a very, very challenging yet very inspiring question because for lately I've actually felt like I am not I am not showing up as the Amira that I know myself to show up as. 
And when you ask such an empowering question, like, what is my purpose? How am I going to let the universe serve through me or as me? You know, not a lot of people have the courage to do that. In fact, two, three months ago, I didn't even have the courage to ask such a question until, you know, I looked at my life and I said, Amira, what are you doing with your life? And, you know, I know that, you know, you and I have been constantly just going back and forth about the program that I wanted to launch. And, you know, it's been over a year now and it's still there. I have not launched it. I have not done anything with it. But like I said before, you know, I'm a very impatient person, but the fact the fact that I've, I've literally held on to this for more, more than a year shows that, you know what, I want this to happen. So mm. leading back to that program is I don't want to launch the entire thing right now. I want to do it bit by bit because for me personally, if I do everything once, you know, nothing's going to turn out the way I want it. So, you know, it's about taking that step by step. For me personally, ever since I was a kid, I have always known that I am here to serve. It goes like this service to the self, service to others, and service to humanity. Right now, I've already achieved that service to the self. I've already achieved service to humanity, uh, service to others, sorry. Now it's time for me to step out of my comfort zone, out of the service to others comfort zone, and look at how I can globalize myself how can i make that positive impact that i'm always telling people that you know what i want to be the change that people are going to see and that people are going to see and say that you know what she had a dream and she put it into play even though you know it took some time it is still here it is up and running and so you know with regards to the program and whatever i am launching it i spoke to mom and i've spoken to you and you know i've spoken to a lot of different people about it just to you know get some insight and for me personally with my mindfulness coaching and being a youth coach it's scary because you know people are going to look at me and say you know what she's 17 you know either they're going to be like they're going to be very like profoundly interested they're going to be like she's 17 what does she know you know she's not had any experience but for me i'm choosing to go through the positive way yes it is very scary and i was actually contemplating about it today morning and i'm like oh my god what if something goes wrong what if this happens and you know that was that was my ego kind of you know wanting to take that back and you know i stepped up and i said no you know what i know you're scared but this is you showing up for yourself for others and for the world authentically and unapologetically so this month my diy project i am launching my professional coaching and it's going to be on a global scale and in the summer like we talked about i'm going to combine it all and put it into one carefully calibrated program and that's going to be my summer project because i know i'll be free and i don't like to be free so you know <laughs> i need something to do <laughs> yeah wow awesome i'm really 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 inspired and enthused by that really looking forward to to what you've got in store for everyone i love the way that you've just described there about service to yourself service to others and service to to humanity and i think that's really a noble thing to do a noble thing to do yeah. and to be inspired about so thank you for sharing that with us the the other thing i want to ask is if you don't mind just sharing before before i ask that question i just want to kind of <laughs> just just mention that you know the idea of having the mission and yeah. you know sometimes it does take time to mature and that's yeah. okay what you're saying there is you know you have this idea this goal but sometimes it does take time and it's okay to allow it to mature 
Um, yeah. Sometimes we are a bit impatient that, you know, it has to be done X, Y, Z, you know, it has to be done today, tomorrow, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Other things come into yeah. play and, you know, to be able to sit back and reflect, okay, maybe now it's not the time yet. It, it still yeah. needs a bit of time, but it will show up eventually. And I think that's yeah. something that, that's inspiring. You have this this ambition, this goal to, to achieve that, that end point and yeah. allowing yourself to get there gradually, like you say, step by step, bit by bit, rather than doing it fast and, and, and quick and not yeah. really allowing it to mature. I think that's that's a, a wise thing to do, to allow it to mature, to get to the point where it needs to get to. So I think, Definitely. yeah. So awesome. Thank, thank you for sharing that with us. The one thing that I want to come, come back to was about the course itself. If you don't mind just sharing with us that idea that you had when we had that conversation last year. Yeah. Um, so it's called Soul Sparks and it embodies the four higher vibrational energies that constitute joy, love, peace and harmony. Um, these are the main modules and under them we have these subcategories so I can just give a brief introduction to what each of these entails so the first one is joy so you know it focuses on rewiring your subconscious mind you know neurons that wire together fire together you know and that's a saying that's gone around for so many years now so you know it's about changing those habits of yours changing those certain paradigms to achieve a sense of I don't need somebody to make me happy. I don't need an achievement to make me happy. I can be happy on my own. That is joy. The second aspect is love. When you're talking about love, you're talking about developing that strong sense of respect towards yourself that, you know, you start to understand that, no, you know what? Hold on. I deserve to be filled the same way that I pour. I deserve to be filled. If I'm, it's not, it's not about what can you do? It's not about what can you do for me. It's about what can I do for you? You know, you cannot love somebody else if you don't love yourself. And that is joy. Uh, that is love, sorry. The third aspect is peace, going with the flow. You know, even if something doesn't work out your way, you're starting to look at it as a blessing that, okay, you know what? Maybe this thing didn't work out for me at this point in time, because like you said earlier, I have to give it time to mature. I have to give it time to, you know, contemplate more about it, see that, okay, you know what, maybe something like this isn't meant for the world right now because of my crazy schedule. But it's also believing and having that strong sense of faith that, you know what, I have faith and I believe that if I put in, if I talk about it, if I talk to it, it is going to happen. And if I talk to it and if I talk about it within when whilst I'm in this constant state of flow or this constant state of inner peace, I know that something is going to happen. And then the fourth aspect is harmony. Initially, I was calling it enlightenment, but you know how people are about enlightenment. It's a big word and, you know, people have very, very many opinions about it. So, you know, I call it harmony now. And it's once you start to combine the joy aspect, the feeling of love and the state of peace, there is nothing else for you. You know, you are living your best life. You are living in harmony with the universe. And that is what the program is going to be when it is launched fully. As of now, it is in my coaching, when I'm coaching kids, when I'm coaching teenagers, when I'm coaching young adults, I incorporate bits and pieces of those aspects into that coaching. So it's not like it's entirely lost. 
it's not like it's entirely stagnant. It's me starting to understand that, okay, you know what? Hey, maybe I can apply this concept to this particular issue. Maybe I can apply peace to teaching somebody to have patience. For example, teaching myself to have patience, like I keep reiterating. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thank you for, for sharing that. I, I'm just realizing that we need to have another conversation because just in the last few minutes, there's so much in there about Soul Sparks and I'm just intrigued about, about the whole the whole program. So hopefully yeah. maybe we can we can do another conversation on that. I'm really, really intrigued about, about that. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end of today's podcast. Anyway, we'll, we'll organize another conversation. Hopefully we can Definitely. cover that in the next episode, hopefully. So Amira, before yeah. we, we move on to the end of the podcast, as you know, we have the quick five question round. Are you okay to do this? Yeah, why not? Let's be spontaneous. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love your energy. I love your energy. Thank you. Um, so, okay, Amira, question number one. What is your favorite word? Ambidextrous. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to me. Awesome. I, I, love, I love that word. Love that word now. <laughs> yeah, now it's your new fave. <laughs> okay, question number two. What are you currently reading or listening to? Um, I am reading, yes, I'm reading Bird Summons. <laughs> Bird Summons. Yes. Okay. Do you have it there with you? Oh, wait, hold on. I think I have it. <laughs> Just yeah. show it to the, to the camera. This is the book. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. It, it incorporates an ample amount of spirituality and, you know, how people can incorporate that into their daily lives, as well as, you know, the different, combining different cultures and, you know, modernization of cultures. It's, it's a very interesting read. I'm almost done. Wow. By Leila... <laughs> Um, who's the author? Leila, Leila Abulela. Abulela. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Awesome. So that will be on my uh, list of, of books to read as well. So thank you for sharing that. Awesome. That, no, anytime you need some tips, just let me know. I have like an entire five bookshops in the house, you know. <laughs> Your own library. Awesome. <laughs> my own library. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So question number three If you could meet someone either living or past, who would that be? Michael Beckwith. Oh, wow. Do you know what? The first time I heard Michael speak, I was listening to the, the secret audio, audio book, audio version. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, who's this actor? You know, because the way that he speaks and he orates, wow, this is like a Hollywood film star, yeah. a really, really kind of engaging voice. And then I got to kind of read, read a bit more about him and the work that he does. So yeah, awesome. So what, what do you like about uh, uh, Michael and, and his work? I love, I love everything about, I love everything about Michael. He's like my, one of the very few people who have inspired me. I listen to him every single day. And I did this, I did this quest on Mind Valley, which is called the Life Visioning Mastery, where you know he embodies the eight the eight principles of life, you know, um, spirituality, ego, um, finance, education, just different stuff like that. And he helps you kind of formulate a balance between all of that, which again leads to living, leads to you living a harmonious life. I've read most of his books. I listen to him every day. He's the founder of the agape in the international yes. i mm. listen to him every day i meditate with him every day oh my god my day has to start with michael Beckwith. otherwise <laughs> my day has not started <laughs> michael amira is a huge fan and yeah a, a great follower for your work so if you're listening to this if you're tuning in you know hopefully amira can 
can sit down with you for for a coffee and have a conversation about the whole oh, thing. A dream come true. We're going to start manifesting it right now, Kamil. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm I'm already picturing right now you having a cup of coffee, sitting at the table, wooden table, green greenery around you. I don't know. This is my my own vision. <laughs> you yeah. Can have your own vision. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. So Michael Beckwith, amazing. Cool. So question number four, what advice would you give to the younger Amira? Follow your heart. Wow. Awesome. That's, that's I just cool. left you speech test there for like a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's, 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 it's simple. And you know, I, I'm just thinking about myself. When, when, you, when you said that, I was like, I'm grateful now yeah. that I can, I can say that to myself right now but yeah. you know looking back you know that's that's really useful um advice to give to, to younger younger self just follow your heart yeah awesome question number <laughs> five final question what can we expect from amira in the next five years a lot of things for starters i am done playing small you're gonna see amira on the billboards you're gonna see amira everywhere mm. making changes being this boss woman who is all over the place making positive impacts people's lives and yeah living her best life that is amira but that is amira in five years wow i'm i'm really excited now to to to, to see this <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm just giving you all my energy right now and 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 thoughts to 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 be able to manifest and and achieve what what you want to to achieve and seek out uh, because from the conversations that we've had the big mission and vision that you have to be able to create change in your life in other people's lives and you know you mentioned about humanity as well so yeah. um so hopefully amira when when you're there hopefully you can look back and say camille you know yeah we had that conversation and <laughs> hopefully yeah, no, in five years i'm still taking you with me i'm still <laughs> taking you with me in five awesome. years <laughs> awesome <laughs> i'll be tagging along <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> amazing amazing Amira, this has been an amazing conversation just before we we scoot off um how can people connect with you um via instagram just search amira gilani and you'll find me literally and i have like a whole a whole list of things that i am aspiring to be so you know you, you cannot miss my instagram <laughs> awesome awesome so yeah. again so um we'll include the handle and any other handles that you want to include as well in the episode yeah. so folks today that's it that that's all the time that we have in this episode i'm truly grateful to be able to have this conversation with amira gilani this has been the academy podcast with Amira Gilani. Just before we go, Amira, any last uh, words of advice to people tuning in? Yeah, be yourself, love yourself, know your worth, and again, follow your heart. Awesome, amazing. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, until the next episode, peace and love from me always and from Amira. Love to you guys. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you are. My sincere hope is that this episode has not only resonated with you, but also given you some invaluable tips and strategies to improve your life. Don't forget to share your comments with me. As you know, I love to hear your views. Also remember to follow the Academy, follow me, my guests, and tag us on our social media handles, which will be provided in the description. Most importantly, please leave a review and let me know that you've heard this podcast and how it has impacted you. Until the next episode, stay safe, stay healthy, and peace and love from me always.